1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we reflect on Scotland's Euros coming to an end. A lesson from Croatia on the night at Hamden means Stevie Clark's side finished bottom of the group. The manager says there are positives though after a first major tournament in 23 years and Andy Robertson believes this is the start of the journey, not the end. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Charlie Mulgrew, Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna. Yeah, the Euros dream is over. Luka Modric showed us how it should be done at Hamden last night. The good news is we've only a couple of weeks left until we start the domestic stuff again Charlie will get to pull on a Dundee United shirt again and even better news is there's a private plane in the car park it means Gordon Dale must be here Absolutely 01419511025 Gordon I think we were all a bit flat last yeah. night obviously hugely disappointing have you woken up in a better mood? Or? No, no, I had a bad night, I've got to say and, What about uh, the football though? I had the worst day playing golf with you and Wilson I'm uh, disappointed gone like the rest of the nation We were built up, we were hyped up there We thought that this was our moment uh, I think everybody, when we got that equaliser with McGregor Just before half time We couldn't wait for the second half to start We thought momentum will come at the, the creations We'll go, we'll qualify uh, but all credit to them And Modric was absolutely world class last night in the second half I mean Charlie you know what it's like to be there at that level And amongst those guys And what did you make of it? It was disappointing um, We started the game well We had a chance Che uh, Adams had a chance early doors A really really good chance um, And we just couldn't seem to take our chances That seems to be the story of the tournament yep. We just couldn't take simple chances um, and opportunities but and I was disappointed I thought Croatia we allowed Croatia to dictate to us they pushed us with three players into a back five um, which gave them the overload in midfield we, we three with the two fullbacks made it five against our three and I think the spaces between our defence and our, our strikers was far too big and they just they just picked us off and made Modric look uh, unbelievable he's an unbelievable player and when you give him that time he looks even better Roger that's last night what about the bigger picture How do you feel about it all? Well yeah listen The bigger picture is the important thing Gordon We've had to wait 23 years To get a team back there There are a lot of positives You know You see The emergence of a leg Elmer Nathan Patterson getting on last night David Turnbull in the squad There's a lot of young players in the squad I think Declan Gallagher's the only Outfield player 30 Or over in mm. that squad This is a team hopefully At the start of a journey at the start of a cycle of qualifying for tournaments like this And you only need to go and look At what a bit of experience and a bit of know-how can do Look at Modric, look at Kovacic, Perisic, Lovren last night They knew how to win that game We didn't have the experience to win that game In a, th- a third game of a major finals A third enormous game inside eight days Croatia were more streetwise than us That's the truth of it But hopefully as these lads grow older As they grow more experienced We'll get into the position that the likes of Croatia are in just now Gordon, overall, positives at all or is it all doom and gloom? Um, Just now it's about doom and gloom for me, Gordon Um, I don't think we'll get a better chance I really don't I can understand what Roger's saying about You know, I was a bit concerned Everybody, and we were at Drygate last night, Brewery And people were even in there saying about This aging team, Croatia They're past their best, sorry 
The experience they had As Roger quite rightly said And it showed in the second half They dictated the game They know how to get through tournaments I wasn't um, I wasn't um, Pulled in with it. Well England They were terrible against England They got quality players 35 year old Modric running about Dominating the game um, I look at our squad I think that We could have done better Gone. I really do Because I think we've got the personnel um, I take on board Roger's point About a younger team But we had guys in there From ages of 24 upwards That are playing at High quality football Under severe pressure Week in week out In the best league in the world uh, And as I say I think the disappointing thing For me was We were at home twice And we lost five goals as well Charlie over the piece Is it I mean clearly If you've not been there In 23 years Then you get there Then that, that there has to be positive there Obviously But then you can understand People who also say You didn't want to make up the numbers And we should have offered more Definitely There's definitely positives That we got there There'll be a major tournament For 23 years So it's a massive positive That we got there um, But then when you're there You want to compete You want to you want to do yourself justice And we did that in England game We did And I was with you watching it It was, it was a great feeling mm. We We um, we were the better team We had the better chances And we were disappointed not to win Which tells you a lot But um, I agree with Gordon in, in terms of I think it was a huge A huge opportunity for us Last night And the most disappointing thing um, For me was We allowed Croatia to dictate to us So They controlled the game By put, putting us in areas Dragging us about and, and, and that was the most disappointing thing I thought We could have Pressed them higher up the pitch and, and, and took the initiative Because it was a huge game for us And a huge chance to, to, to qualify But Listen There is a lot of positives And the lads can be really proud of themselves The manager um, Can be proud of what he's done for the country And hopefully it's the start of Something, mm. something good Right what do you think 01419511025 What about last night in particular Where did it go wrong What about the tournament overall Pick up the phone And let us know your thoughts You can tweet as well At Clyde SSB but it goes without saying like to hear from you on the phones Let's hear from the manager Stevie Clark. He admits they were beaten by the better side last night He does think there were positives to take from the tournament overall We had a little spell just, just before we got the goal And just after we got the goal where, where we looked as though we might get something out of the game We had some moments earlier where we, we managed to get some football away Managed to play through them But no, I think overall Croatia were the better team on the night And, and sometimes you you just have to accept that we tried as hard as we could. We tried to find a way back in, even after the two-one. And then can see the third one from a set play, which is disappointing. But we, listen, we we kept going to the end. We kept working. Uh, we're disappointed the tournament ended early for us, but we got a lot. We got a lot to be happy about the way we the way we got there after 23 years. We got a lot to be happy about the way we approached the tournament. We tried to compete. We tried to play as well as we could, and unfortunately, not quite good enough to meet to get out the group stage and and get to the knockout round. 01419511025 Simon is on the line How are you feeling after that Simon? Wasn't an ideal end That we were looking for Was it? No not at all Hi guys How are you all doing? I hope you're well um, I'm actually a pragmatist You know I have to be Supporting a small team In Scotland So uh, I'm actually looking Forward to the future I think there's Really good signs there uh, I'll go into last night first I think uh, The biggest issue I agree with what uh, Charlie McGrew was saying there you know, we let them dictate the tempo in the middle, and uh, predominantly Luka Modric. Um, I think putting Stuart Armstrong in was a mistake. I'm not. I don't. I, I don't know what it is about him. I think he always seems to 
to go one step too far. Like you'll see he'll make a great run, he'll beat a couple of men, and then he'll just take another couple of steps and he'll get tackled or, you know, he'll, he'll make a pass maybe a split second too late. Uh, I think we would have been better served if we had a, a more defensive-minded mid- midfielder in there who whose job was just to, you know, sort of track Modric, just make it one of those games where, you know, listen, your role is your man marking Luka Modric. You know, he's not going to run away from you with his pace, so just make sure that if he gets the ball as soon as he does, you know, you're snapping at him. I think if we'd done some like that, obviously, you know, the the best man for that job would have been Ryan Jack and he was unavailable. Um but so I think the whole Billy Gilmore thing maybe wouldn't have been as big a an a point because I think if we'd played that way, you know, he's not gonna do that role either. Uh so I think that was the, the main issue last night. Yeah, I mean Charlie, we the the moment the best high point, if you like, of the tournament clearly was the performance at Wembley. You're then looking to take that exact same team into the next game. And Billy Gilmore all of a sudden became a very important player for us because he's unavailable, and we didn't really have another defensive midfielder to to kind of put in there. But what, what did you make of the the, the midfield that was picked? I don't think anybody in there would have made any difference last night. No, the distance that the three midfielders had to cover because of the distance between our defence and our, our strikers. If you look back at the game, there was about a fifty yard gap there, and it was five v three. Because they pinned our back five in with, with three people that left their two fullbacks, their three midfielders against our three midfielders. Uh, the two centre backs took care of our two strikers. They passed round them. They passed into the midfield and it became a 5v3 in a huge area. Doesn't matter who was playing in there, mm. the gaps were too big. And listen, people will say Modric hurts you with the ball. There was a spell last night A ball was played to Modric He just moved his body one way And took about two or three Scotland players out Didn't even touch the ball And it went to another teammate You're looking at Modric 141st cap last night I think <laughs> Played in the World Cup final Three years ago Won the Ballon d'Or Best player in the world The Ballon d'Or mm. That season He's won Everything there is in the game Three Champions Leagues I think he's won Still at 35 Coming 36 A mainstay for Real Madrid This isn't an ordinary player You're mm. talking about So I understand the disappointment from Simon and from other Scotland fans who'll come on the show tonight. Sometimes you just need to put your hands up and say, we're beaten by the better team yeah. with the better players. Simon, I see, I, I, sorry, just quickly there, you're saying about man marking, um, man marking Modric. I seen a couple of times John McGinn tried to get close, close to their midfield and he wanted to press and you could see they've got legs in there to press, but the minute they stepped onto it, they just knocked it back and, and smashed it right through the striker's feet because the gaps were so big and then they were turning and, and, and they were breaking on his end. Mm. But have you got to ask a question then because we were sitting watching the game last night talking about it, Gordon, and just before the goal, um, and I'm, I take no pleasure with this, I said that Modric was running the game. We were in trouble. Surely then, before he scores, surely then, after half time, you look at that we, we scored with three, four minutes to go at half-time. You're desperate to get out there. First ten minutes, they start dictating the game. Modric starts running the game. Surely that's when you make the change and put an extra midfield mm. player in there to combat yeah. what Charlie's saying because he's right, we were getting overrun. I'm pretty sure lots of people will have their say on, on substitutions and all the rest of it. Simon, what about the bigger picture then? The, the reaction to this in the social media age has been quite predictable. Everything's so polarised. Either Stevie Clark's an absolute dud and has to go Or you're a happy clapper Scotland fan You've got a loser's mentality And you're ridiculous for being happy that we were at the tournament <laughs> Is the truth somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I think that um, 
yeah, I'm not just happy that I was at the tournament. I wanted to win. Uh, I thought we could win all the games, uh, and we obviously didn't. But um, you know, it's it's not really happy clapping to look at things logically and try and take you know your your pride for your nation out of it. You know, I think they said the commentator before the game said uh, that Lyndon Dykes had won the most headers of any player at the tournament. Um, and I think it was the the big boy for Wales. Can't remember his name. The big striker. Um, Moore, Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore. Uh, he was second, and it was almost half the amount of headers he'd won that Lyndon Dykes had. You know, so there is a there is a tactic there that was working. I think that you know the issue was then he wins the header, and the bodies are not in the right places to take advantage of it. I think that there is a partnership there with Adams. I think him and Adams look like that. It's the sort of beginning. Of a of what hopefully a fruitful partnership. I think that um, that could work in the future. They need some more time playing together. You know, Steve Clark's been manager for what less than two years, is it? Um, you know, he's probably had nine or ten, maybe a wee bit more camps with the team, and you only get a week or so at a time. You know, it's it's not going to be a you know overnight job. There's, it's going to be years and years of work to get to the level because yeah, we do have players who are playing at the high level. But we don't have those superstars, so we don't have a Luka Modric who punished us last night. We don't have a Lewandowski who punished us in the qualifying. We don't have a Harry Kane that punished us in that game uh, at, at Hamden. You know, we we don't have that talisman who's going to be the difference like Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey are for Wales. So what we need is, hopefully Billy Gilmore can be that, but what we need is a team who, you know, work and work and work. And in order to do that, that's going to take a while. And Steve Clark's going to have to t- have a... You know, have a lot more time to do it. He's definitely the man for it. I think you're going to look at, hopefully, for Qatar, and if not, the the Euros coming up after that. You know, you'll have Billy Gilmore, who have had four years playing in English Premier League. You know, Nathan Patterson, who hopefully goes on to be the player we all hope he is. Uh, you know, there are going to be players who you probably got Kieran Tierney and Andy Robertson coming into the absolute prime of their careers. So there are there is reason to be positive and. I definitely think that that Steve Clark definitely is the man. People calling for his head is just absolutely ludicrous. Um, it's just never going to happen. He's not going to get fired for this. Uh, the, the signs are there. I think the substitutions, you obviously mentioned that there, the substitutions last night, I think we were playing okay. We weren't. Croatia were having the, the, the bulk of the play, but you expect that with the skill and the level of their team. Uh, I don't think that if you made the changes, we don't have that striker. I know a lot of people are clamouring for Nisbet, and I really like him as a forward, but He's not that guy who you go on and you go, yeah, do you know what? That one chance he'll put it away, <sighs> maybe. But I don't think he would have had more of a chance than, than Adams or Dykes, who were, who you know, were linking up quite well. So I think there, I think there's a lot to be positive for going for the future. I'm not sitting here, uh, you know, do- doom and gloom. I'm not going to be one of these Scotland fans who's also just happy to to be there. I think there's a lot to work on, but there's a lot to be positive about too. Okay, Simon, thank you. Let's bring in Stuart in Colsaith. What's your take on things, Stuart? Hi, I just listened to Simon there. I think a lot of things he'd be saying was was all right, but the Clark thing is, you, I know he's only had a couple of seasons, but it's it's unforgivable to be playing in a game at Hamden and and struggling to score a goal and knowing that we need to win that game and as going back, going down two one. And no bringing any subs on until we went down three one. I mean, once we did, went down three one, that was the game over. We need we needed three goals then. It was pointless then bringing on anybody. I don't understand after the after the first half we had the positive and getting the goal back in the first half. Why he never changed the half time? Why he never brought on 
Patterson, why he never brought in Fraser? Just just to give them some sort of attacking a bad speed down the right because there was nothing down the right at all. And I don't understand why he never brought any subs on. And for me, that's the reason why he needs to go because he clearly doesn't have a clue what he's doing. At one point, the TV cameras panned to him and these two assistants and they looked like they never had a clue what to do. I mean, I don't understand why people are going there's a lot of positives. The only positive out of the entire tournament was the, the, the game against England. The, the, the first game and the second game were awful. And I don't understand where people are coming away going, oh, Clark needs a couple more years. But that's the problem. Scotland's had this for years. I'm 53. Scotland had this for as far back as I can remember. We give managers too long, and we always go on for, like, well, let's play the older players. Don't give the younger players a turn. And then you see teams like last night, they're playing guys at 19-year-old. England's playing players at 19, 20, 20 year old. We're, we're not doing nothing like that. We're, we always go, let, let, let's leave it, let's see what they do, put them on the bench. Patterson should have been on at half time, if no, as soon as they scored that second goal. Stuart, we, we played Billy Gilmore at Wembley and he would have played last night if he didn't have COVID. I know that. I so know that. He's 20, I, remember. He's 20, yeah? I know. I, 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 I get that. But that, that, that's, it's a bit different. Billy Gilmore came on. He never played Billy Gilmore the first game. Now, has anybody asked him why he never done that? He brought him in the second game some sort of attacking player. I know how good Billy Gilmore was. I know how good he was when he was playing with Rangers. I actually seen an interview, uh, seen an interview with one of the ex-Rangers players, uh, Kenny Miller, saying that this boy will play for Barcelona. That's how good he is. That's when he was 15-year-old. Now, he, if, if somebody like Kenny Miller saying that about this young boy at 15, that's something about him. There's something about that young boy. He's going to be a superstar. He really is. But the problem is, we never played him in the first game yeah. and we got beat. It looks but, like he's going on loan to Norwich next season, incidentally. Yeah. So Barca might need to, to wait a little bit, albeit he is a very good player, no doubt about that. Just one other point, just, just for accuracy, Stuart. I'm wondering if you could elaborate on the point that we hang on to managers for too long. We've had five managers in eight years. Aye. But we don't, we don't win nothing. Uh, but that's a completely different point I, I can't tell you that we win something Of course we don't I'm, I can't tell you that black is white But you just said we hang on to managers for too long And I'm telling you we've had five managers in eight years How do we hang on uh, them for too long? Only, I'll, be on, I'll be honest right? The only manager the only manager in the last eight year, ten year That I, I tried to persuade to stay on for longer Was uh, Gordon Strachan And I'm a Rangers man no, But that's a completely different point I'm not saying they've been successful You're saying we hang on to managers for too long How can that be the case if we've had five managers in eight years? Well I don't know Anyway Charlie what about the substitutions That was the main bone of contention for Stuart And I think loads of people agree with that The biggest Stevie Clark supporters out there Were screaming at the TV last night Were they not to make a change? Aye um, Okay but it's easy to say now, and I, and, I, and I know people will. But if John McGinn takes that chance, and I'm not sure if people were calling for calling for um, subs before that, but if, mm. if Steve, uh, John McGinn takes that chance, and we hang on, nobody even mentions the subs. So it's easy to say after the event. And, I, and but I, were people not saying it at the time? Though, to be fair, because I get that we're bad for that, really? but at the time uh, it just seemed like we were waiting too long. Well, I think I think Gordon was right when he said at half time we were getting overrun in midfield, and that was the time to do something. Um, but it's, it's, it's what it is. I mean, it's, it's there's so many things you would do differently now in that game, and 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 I just my biggest thing is 
we, we never took initiative from the start. We never played like mm. this is it. This is our last game. Let's just go. Let's go for it. Let's just have a go, mm-hmm. and let's just um, let's pray. And when I say have a go, I don't just say it as a as a as a comment. Like some people just say, "Oh, why don't we have a go?" What, what I mean when I say have a go is press them high up the pitch, and that starts with having a trigger to press. So if it if it's maybe the left centre half is not as good in the ball, or maybe is good in the ball, then that's when everybody goes as a team and squeezes the units tight together and force them to play long. Because if they played long, it plays to your strengths. It misses out Modric. It plays into your centre half so you can win the ball in there and then we make it into a fight and then when we get the ball down we can play. Okay, thank you to Stuart 01419511025. More calls next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie Mulgrew, Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna here Roger Hanna quite rightly pointing out during the break Charlie Mulgrew, a really humble guy Because we're half an hour into the show And he's not mentioned that you were part of a Scotland team That beat Luka Modric easily You set up the goal And clearly that's what we were missing last night Not well, quite I was um, I, I was, I was just going to say that But I, didn't, I wanted somebody to say it first Just bring it up He texted Roger under the Gave table Roger, didn't he? Roger, <laughs> Roger, Roger, Roger you set this up Honestly Right let's bring in Paul Actually it was Luca Modric text me yeah. <laughs> He says Big Charlie obviously doesn't remember When he beat us 2-0 at Hamden Oh dear me Paul's in Clyde Bank Paul What's happening Where are we going wrong How are you feeling How are we doing lads uh, First thing well, I've just got a couple of points to make Go for it Um one of them, obviously, a previous caller was talking about how much space, like Luka Modric, Kovacic, and even Brozovic getting. Like they're, they're all comfortable on the ball, but see, Charlie's played on the Hamden pitch as well. There's a local pitch in Claybank that I've played on a much lesser level, <laughs> and uh, it's the same size as Hamden. And see if you're not on it, or you're up against a team who's better on the ball, where you know they're going to have loads of possession. Like, the nearest man to you is, like, 15, 20, 25 yards away. Like, as you say, like, the, the gap between the strikers in the midfield or the gap if John McGinn was chasing, the next man was 15, 20 yards away. It was. It just shows that it's far too easy. My point would be, do you not think they should bring the Hamden Park in a bit smaller? Oh, but it, might, it, might, it might have worked last night, Charlie, but I don't. We can't start blaming the size of Hamden pitch, can we? At that know, level, something something tells me that the blaming the pitch, but something tells me that Hamden pitch isn't he much bigger than a normal pitch. It's just it's quite deceiving because the stands are so far away, so it feels bigger. I never. Every time I played at Hamden, I never played at Hamden. Thought this pitch is massive. I never. I had. And anyway, like, it's maybe a bit. I, I get Paul's point because there was a lot of space, right? But maybe a one because it's international. Tournaments you don't get to. I mean, you don't get to pick. It so happens it was our It so happens it was our home. It was our, our home. But you know, Wembley would have been. Well, put it this way, Paul. Wembley would be just as big, if not bigger, and we looked fine there, didn't we? So it's obviously us. Steve, Steve Clark done that. Come on, though, didn't he? He brought yeah. the pitch in. Yeah, that's, that's what he done at Kamala like You brought the pitches in Because they were obviously Going to spend a lot of time Out of possession But I don't know if you can do it In an international tournament Can you? Paul, yeah, Wembley We were all right there Were we not? Not too much space I thought, I thought Hamden was the biggest, one of the biggest Pitches in Europe It won't be much bigger Than Wembley, Roger If it is I'll, go, I'll look it up I'll look up the dimensions well, of it. it can't well, be much listen, bigger Than Wembley They all need to be Within a certain window, dimension yeah. Don't they? A certain window And it'll be UEFA regulation So it can't be that much Bigger than anything They're used to playing on I just think You know The boys will tell you When you get the likes of Modric Kovacic 
Brozovic as Paul says And they're on their game Like they were last night We've gone through the CV of Luka Modric But Kovacic has just won the Champions League final And he's the guy that's keeping Billy Gilmer out of the Chelsea team So he's not a bad player Brozovic has just won Serie A with Inter Milan They've got 270 camps between them they are, as they say in Mount Florida, no bad. Yeah, I think that's equality. Modric could find space in a basketball court, Gordon. He's that good. You know, Basket- uh, basketball court's not that small, is it? Yeah, well, never, na- narrow. Phone box. In the, my, my phone box. I thought you were yeah. going to go phone box and no, you meant something that's about 50 that's times one. bigger than a phone box. That's all. I'm giving a bit of credit. He's 35. He's got to take time to move about. I just think they're moving him so good. I, I, mm. You're right. You, you come up with a great point there. We didn't. Bother about Wembley According to Google They're the exact same size as yeah. well But I yeah. don't know, Not something I expected to look up tonight um, And we po- think we're having an inquiry Gordon Wait, wait, wait to Radio Slovakia tomorrow night Oh they're vicious over eight. there See the reaction over there When oh, they get a beat Oh Bratislava's not going to be the place to be Slovakia nil Spain 5 Spain who looked like they were struggling to score This tournament as yeah. well um, and, and still 20 minutes to go Paul, we certainly looked like we were chasing shadows last night Whether that's our fault, the pitch's fault, whatever it is You're, you're right, everybody would agree How are you feeling about the, the the bigger picture, if you like You know, the tournament overall, where we're at Whether there was any positives, is it all negative? How are you feeling? Um, I, can, I can see both sides of the coin for a lot of people um, I, I'm actually taking the positives from it um, But the previous caller, to me, he brought up a couple of negatives on the substitutions Which I fully agree with The substitutions are quite baffling at times, sometimes they're too late. Sometimes it's the wrong ones. Um, as you say, like he waited to three one before he started making changes. Game's done. Two one, you've still got a chance. Um, but on the other side of the coin as well, I see the positives. People talk about the Czech Republic game. Uh, we lost, which was hard to take. But we pretty much dominated that game. We had nineteen shots on goal. We had ten in the England game. Like. When does Scotland get that many chances at a high international level? We just needed some sort of... We just need a good finisher. Yeah, Roger, I wonder if there was one thing, and there never is one thing, it's always a, a combination, but if there was one factor that summed up our tournament, would it be missed chances? You know, people will talk about this player not playing, this substitution, but if there was one overriding factor, would it be missed chances? Paul said 19 in the first game... Uh, what did he say 10 in the second It was 12 last night We are not good enough To be passing up We're not good enough At the other end To, to be passing up chances That often Yeah I know what you mean For me The moment will be Patrick Sheik's second goal When Scotland were pushing At 1-0 down We needed to take something For that first game Gordon I think we could we could all agree in that We needed to take something From the Czech Republic We're one down to A world class header People score goals So you know You can go one down in games we were pushing really, really hard. We did have a couple of chances. Jack Henry hit the bar, if you remember. The Czech keeper had a couple of saves. And then a Jack Henry shot. It's blocked. David Marshall's caught in no man's land. The lad scores from, was it 49.7 metres or something like that. That was the turning mm. point for me. And we never really recovered. Played really well at Wembley. Played well at Wembley. Got an L-nil. It just shows you what's there if you if you play well. Mm. But, but last night, for me... You know, at 1-1, it disguised a lot It really yeah. did, because Croatia were a lot better than Gordon, us. you're talking about the changes, I think mm-hmm. You take Charlie's point, because you're, I'm sure Stevie Clark wasn't expecting to concede the third And he's hoping that we're not going to And he's hoping he can get back in But there were 15 minutes between us going 2-1 down And 3-1 down Quite a big window where the vast majority of Scotland fans 
were shouting at the TV wanting to change. Yeah, and I think it because uh, even two one down, we needed we needed to score twice. And I think the reason as well, Gordon, we we look back on Monday when you know we were struggling a little bit and the substitutions were coming on thick and fast, and then see where I heard the caller saying change at half time. I don't think there's any manager going about that would have changed that at half time, right? And the reason being, McGregor's just scored. I think half time came a little bit quick for us, gave us that confidence. So as a coach, as a manager, you get your points over at half-time and you say, first 10, 15 minutes. Now, this is where I think the substitution should have happened. When you look at that first 10, 15 minutes, you're not getting the reaction you thought. You're watching yeah. Modric. And we said that you can go back to the podcast and listen to it. We said about him running the game. I think that's when he missed a trick. That's when he should have put the extra man on. Charlie, we, missed, we, we did miss a lot of chances over the three games, didn't we? We did. Um, I said for the start of the tournament um, when I was in here that I would have took Lee Griffiths uh, and or Lauren Shankland for a natural goal scorer and a finisher. Um, I knew there was points in the tournament. There was always going to be points in the tournament where we needed a goal. Um, watching the Czech Republic game the first time, sitting there, times in the game we needed a goal. There was People were getting flung on and I was I, I seen Lee Griffiths in the crowd, you seen him on the cameras and you're thinking... I would love for him to be coming on the new. I know he's no fit and I know there's mm. an argument about that but I think it would have lifted everybody if you've seen Lee Griffiths coming on that pitch because he's just got that wee bit. People say that Wales have got Gareth Bale and Ramsey and, and, and attack players in the attacking area. He's probably Scotland's most nat- natural finisher and he might have just shot out of nothing. They might have got his sail in an area, got maybe just created some free mm. kicks. He'd done it against England yep. at Hamden. We never looked at scoring at Hamden. It felt in the game that we weren't going to score. It just felt like we we need to hang in here. We're, we're no creating chances, and he scores a two free kicks. He's just can produce yeah. it or not. He didn't. He didn't use twenty players in the yeah. three games. Steve Clark. Yeah. I mean, we're talking as if he just stuck with eleven or twelve. Yeah. He used twenty players and in, no, in no, the three games. No nation in the entirety of the UEFA qualifying section used more than us in qualifying either. Yeah, yeah, and he, he has <laughs> developed the squad. You know, you look at Gilmer, Patterson, and Turnbull. Only get brought into the squad last month before we went to those friendlies with Holland and Luxembourg. Even the likes of Kevin Nisbet, Jack Henry, only come into the squad in March Shea for the qualifiers. Shea Adams came in. Grant Hanley came in. Grant Hanley hadn't been seen for years. Came back in. And he actually, I thought, had a good tournament. And I thought Scotland missed him when he went off injured last night. Paul, it was really disappointing. Has that cost you? Does that mean you've got no faith left in the current kind of group? And Management or plenty, plenty of optimism going forward. Um, plenty of optimism. There's plenty of young players who are coming through. Even the majority of the squad are actually still got another three, four qualifying like uh, periods in them to go as well. Never mind the guys coming through. Um, major disappointment for me was uh, Steve Clark tends to. I know the managers tend to stick with guys who maybe got them there and things like that, but. He stuck by Armstrong a bit more than he probably should have. Um, same, with, same with O'Donnell. I, you knew O'Donnell was going to start the England game because he's probably more defence-minded. But going forward, like we needed to win the Czech Republic game and we definitely needed to win the game last night. But O'Donnell's not that kind of guy who's going to, who's going to get you up that line. When the ball goes up, if O'Donnell's high up the park and the ball goes to him, it stops there. It comes back to me Are we not in danger of, of You contradicting your earlier point Though you mentioned That we had 19 Attempts against the Czech Republic And the problem was Our finishing wasn't good We lacked quality In front of goal So 
Is it not the case that we need to be better in front of goal Rather than changing the right back And that automatically means you score more I'm just meaning Creating more chances Probably to be missed <laughs> Yeah I mean that's the thing We created more than I thought we would Roger But ultimately that, that doesn't get you anything I don't say that as if that softens the blow Because it doesn't If anything it makes it it makes it worse yeah, It makes it harder listen, to take listen, The jet keeper as we said earlier The two or three really good saves in the first game Jordan Pickford has made a really good save From Stephen O'Donnell in the second game as well We are creating chances But you know It's difficult I don't want to criticise the lads But a year ago Lyndon Dykes was at Livingston Kevin Nisbet was mm. at Dunfermline It's been a really steep learning curve for those lads And they've gone from being uncapped And being with those clubs To 12 months on Having a big burden of responsibility on their shoulders To, to mm. score the goals for Scotland And they'll learn You know, We, we talk about Gilmer learning Patterson learning Guys like that You would hope that there's a bit more development and a bit more growth in Lyndon Dykes and Kevin Nisbet and Shea Adams has only got six or seven caps. The thing about Shea Adams, Charlie, strikers are going to be judged on whether they put the ball in the back of the net or not. Is this where tournament football is very unforgiving? Because he's only had he's had three games, right? So he's not scored in three games, mm. but he looked good. He, he looked, you know, in terms of all round play, he had a would you say a he decent did, tournament? Ah, he did. He done really well. He made a difference when he came in. Um, he came in the England game and he was coming to feet and, and we were finding his feet and with the two up front they seemed to play better together they 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 held the ball in better they, they, uh, Lyndon Dykes had somebody to flick it onto who could hold it in it gave us a platform to play from an England game so he did he did do well um, just never took the chances that he had he had he had, um, he had like, he's won last night I think at the very start was the best of the lot I think he's, he's flicked his boot out and just not got to it and I suppose that's what makes the difference. That's the games. You think he's yeah. got to score that, Charlie? For me, I thought he's Surely. got to put that in the back end. I think I think he just goes with his head, uh, dives at it, headers at it. I thought McGinn's chance was better. Uh, it was Did you? Two of them were, yeah. were similar. And again, yeah, but, again, I thought McGinn should have gone with his head. But I think I think Adams was the most important because in the two games at home, give yourself a chance. See if you score the first goal, Roger. It could be a different story Absolutely, we could have yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. We're always chasing games at Hamden at our home turf. We we, we did create chances. I, I like Adams I've got to say Gordon mm. I think he'll only get better and better I'm not going to judge a boy because three games in a tournament he's not scored I thought he brought two and a half as well he didn't yeah, play the first I half I thought he brought so much to the party I really mm. did uh, but he's got to score that first chance Thank you Paul we are going to speak to Alison in the West End she's coming up next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Charlie Mulgrew, Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here It's 0141-951-1025 Let's bring in Alison in the West End Alison, how are you feeling after last night's disappointment? Um, disappointed, obviously But um, quite oh, with the overall performance um, Quite pleased, actually um, I know people totally disagree with that They can disagree But I I don't feel really disappointed with the, the lads I think they did brilliantly You can, can understand though why folk wouldn't have that Alison, you know, finished bottom of the group We had two games at Hamden We only scored one goal You know, we, we, were, we conceded five, all the rest of it You can understand why people would disagree with the assessment That we, we did brilliantly I can, Yeah, I can agree with that if you're under 25 you know, because you're kind of new to this sort of disappointment. But for me, um, like, you know, the last time they were ever in a kind of major tournament, I was 16. So, like, I've never seen Scotland play at this level, really, in my whole, basically my whole adult life. 
I'm not going to pretend to know the technicalities about football because I don't. I literally listen to you guys every night of the week because my other half and my son are football mad. Oh, you're not really learning much off. You're not learning much off us, Alison. <laughs> No, but it's good to get the gossip and you get the general feeling of how everybody's feeling about um, football in general. Um, so, you know, it's good to kind of get a sort of feeling. Yeah. And anyway, so the reason why I phoned in is because I keep hearing that people say that Steve Clark should be sacked, I see it on Twitter, and I just completely and utterly disagree because, like I said, I've not seen them in a, tour- a tournament, like a high, you know, tournament in my whole mm-hmm. adult life. Um, you know, I was 16 the last time That was a big deal And I remember it, it was so good And the fact that I just feel like This current football team Has like lifted the spirits of the nation And it's not to sound cliched But if Steve Clark, if you're listening I think you've done a great job by the way And the development of the team And the World Cup, you're coming by the way Because he in two <laughs> years time you have got it down I'm telling you, you've got Billy Gilmore Who I was ranting about going on and you've got wee Nathan Patterson, and I know everybody's going on about them, but they are something special. And basically, for years, we've not had players that are playing the high league week in, week out. But now we've got Robertson, you know, people like that, Billy Gilmore, who's, you know, playing for Chelsea, who just basically won. And, you know, I just, I, the negativity I don't like. I know there has to be negativity and constructive criticism, and I really get that. But I think, for me personally, on a personal level, having not seen them since I was, you know, you know, World Cup '98 when I was 16, yeah. I had painted flags on my face. It was, it's been brilliant. Yeah, you do get that side of it, Roger. And Hugh talked about it last night. It's been the kind of on the pitch and, and the off the pitch thing. Obviously, we're disappointed. Who's going to who's going to celebrate yeah. or be or be happy yeah. at finishing bottom of yeah. the group? But you, you cannot, no matter, you cannot take mm-hmm. away. What the last couple of weeks felt like You can't take away The flags hanging out the windows You can't take away What it meant to Eight yeah, and nine year olds and, and how excited they were about yeah, it Yeah and listen The emotions are raw Last night when you're doing the show And even tonight Some of the corners The emotions are still raw When it's all calmed down I think people will look back And it's not just the last couple of weeks Gordon Think back to November And Belgrade And, and the feeling You know among the supporters That night It's been a very difficult time In society Because of Covid Because of lockdowns uh, it, it, you know, it's an awkward time, and we need as much positivity as we can get. And the one thing about this campaign is it has bonded the national team with the nation again. You know, a lot of people did like to boogie over the last six months. You see the story of the young girl who started a campaign. John McGinn got behind her to show the Czech game in every school and every nursery mm-hmm. school in the land, so that the kids could get involved. Many kids you see round about the streets now wearing Scotland tops, far more than you've seen mm-hmm. in the last twenty years. So there is a generation who have finally got in touch with the national team and the hope must be that that bond remains strong and that Steve Clark and the players can continue what is only hopefully just a start of a cycle of success and we can continue getting a bit more positivity for younger fans who have never seen Scotland at major final. Did you buy into that, Charlie? We didn't get success. It wasn't a successful tournament on the pitch. Obviously, I don't think anyone could argue that. But maybe there are other types of success Maybe engaging yourself with a footballing nation Maybe getting youngsters inspired And I know it sounds a bit kind of flowery But it, it has been a brilliant couple of weeks Definitely And it's a step forward for the country I mean <clears throat> We've got to a major tournament And that's a big step forward We can't forget about that The fact we're disappointed We didn't um, progress for the group Talk, Talks volumes about how, how far we've come And it's, I think it's important that It's just the beginning and that we move forward and, and, and keep progressing on it 
And Steve Clark, I think, is a man for the job. He deserves a, a longer in the job to to progress the team because he was the one that put um, put the team in the pitch against uh, against England, and, and everybody called him the master tactician and, and and a genius and all that. And that just doesn't go away overnight. He's done well. He's got us to a major tournament, and he deserves longer. And hopefully, this is the start of something in years to come for it, more, more competitions and World Cups and Euros. Alison, thank you very much. Let's go to Brendan and Paisley and see how he's feeling. Brendan, how would you sum it up? Good evening, boys. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm good, mate. I'm a wee bit sort of disheartened about the way it turned out last night, but I think to sort of give me a wee second to sort of see what I'm going to see here, I think overall, um, I thought we played what halves it in the three games. There's no question about that. All right, David Marshall had a wee bit of a blip in the first game, but I think Jesus himself wouldn't have caught that ball. Never mean anything else. Do you know what I mean? But it was a bit of a blip. He knows it. It was a bit of a blip. I don't know why he was out that far, but putting that aside, uh, right through the whole spine of the team, whether it's been Marshall, McTominay, McGinn. Uh, Tierney when he was playing and a lot of the other boys the spine we've got through that team potential is tremendous and because we've got a new um, generation of players coming through there I think Stevie Clark is without question the best man we could have in the job since, since Mr Brown all those years ago he's got the potential to be a legend as a Scottish manager I just hope that the FA give him the time, not so much the money, but he gave him the time and to nurture these boys and bring them on the way he wants them today because against England, I thought they were fantastic. I thought that young boy um, that was put out with the COVID, I thought he was fantastic. So keeping the hard of boys like him, John McGinn, Kieran Tierney, it's going to be nothing but great things for us in the future. But... The only sort of downside I've got is London Dykes. I mean, the boy never turned up last night. For me, he never turned up. He, there wasn't a chance. He's, he's known as a target man. But he could have, he could have been hitting him with stuff all, all night last night. I don't think he would have scored. He had a really poor game, you know. But I heard Mr. Kevins last night saying that we've done it again. We've brought them up, cut them up in the high echelon and then Big, big steps and all that stuff and they didn't didn't follow through but at the end of the day you've got to remember these boys have played three games against three top teams and last night they came up against a Croatia team who have got three guys in the midfield and Luka Modric that guy's goal was nothing short of fantastic Yeah we've probably been On the receiving end Of two of the contenders For goal of the tournament Haven't we So at least we'll get to see Reruns of them When the tournament's finished That'll give us all Something to cheer us up And look forward to um, Lyndon Dykes How would you three assess His role And, and what Brendan had I'll to go, say I'll go first here Because I was watching The game like everyone else Last night And I was astonished That Dykes stayed on the pitch if I was going to make a substitution There was going to be positive I would have taken Dykes off I would never have taken Adams off Gordon But Steve Clark's got his opinions on that I don't see where the positive was in that at all um, I think that early on Dykes is one of these players that He's an option To go long And he's flick-ons for Adams But see if he keep doing it And the Czech uh, 
Czech Republic manager come out and says we're long but see if you keep doing it you're playing in tournament football against the best players of their country mm-hmm. they're not silly they shouldn't they shouldn't get into what, what's happening the tactic of it and the cover of space and, and they make it very difficult um, Dykes never looked like scoring for me last night now I like the boy I think he works very hard I think Roger makes a great point it's not that long ago he was playing in the championship um, so I think you've got to give him you know he, he puts a shift in but I just don't understand why when you get the quality of Adams because he can link up he can take it in he's a threat I don't understand why they've made the substitution last night Dyke stayed in the pitch and Adams come off A few players have taken a bit more criticism than others over the last 10 days Charlie Lyndon Dyke's probably one of them is that fair? Um I don't know if it's fair. I think he, he done a lot of he done a lot of work that goes unnoticed. I mean, he, you mentioned there he was the most um, won the most balls in the air in mm-hmm. the tournament. So when Scotland kind of ran out of ideas, he, he was a bit of a platform to play off. Or maybe not so much in the first game, but against England, he, he ruffled them about and he he gave us a platform to play off. He, he made the game a wee he gave length and made it, gave it a wee bit easier for for Che Adam to come in and get the ball get the ball short into feet. So I think he did play his part in the in the tournament for us. I don't think he really looked at scoring a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, he had an opportunity at Wembley as well where, where he hit the shot. It almost dropped for Adams, but if he leaves uh, Andy Robertson in, then it's a much mm-hmm. much better opportunity. Um, but I definitely I definitely uh, probably would have took him off mm-hmm. before Adams last night. Roger, it's difficult because you can understand people who say he's not much of a goal-getter at Queen's Park Rangers he used to play for Livingston and Queen of the South he is not the type of striker that's going to bang us goals in at international level on the other hand people would point out we wouldn't have been at the tournament without him yeah. and both possibly true yeah both both, both are true without doubt um, Lyndon Dykes is what he has he's a bit like Kiefer Moore that the boys touched mm-hmm. on earlier on for Wales he's a big burly championship striker from England Doing his best at the international level It's not Lyndon Dykes' fault That Scotland didn't have anybody better to play up front But I will be interested to see how that attack evolves going forward Because for me Adams now is a first choice striker And does Steve Clark stay with two Or does he try and find a formation That maybe Dykes comes out of mm. And you could maybe even go with With a James Forrest in an advanced position Maybe a Ryan Fraser in an advanced position um, I think we'll keep the three at the back Because it <coughs> solves the problem of Tierney and Robertson you then now need to solve a problem further up the pitch. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Last time Charlie McGrew was in here and played Beat the Pundit, he was he was nervous. He was really nervous. His palms were sweating, he was dreading it. If it's you tonight, then I can't you know, you'll be nervous again, but see if not, you're in for an education. You're you're next to the Luca Modric oh. of Beat the Pundit. This guy is a Rolls Royce, and I'm not talking about DL for goodness sake in the corner. 01419511025. I'll put all three of them up for you. If you want to take them on, now is your chance. You need to call before seven o'clock and your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Charlie Mulgrew has just been getting a beat the pundit education from Gordon DL during the break Honestly, you would never think that such a thing exists But he's been passing on his his words of wisdom It might be Roger, it might be Gordon, it might be Charlie We'll put all three in the 
What is this right Last week it was he's done Last week it was Callum's Dundee United mug right And he's, mm. oh, he's obviously Trying to play it cool He's thinking oh, Dundee United's mm. New star signings in the night I don't want to come across Too keen So instead we've got a mug Which a says fanboy. Best mum ever <laughs> I'm going to assume It's not Callum's uh, Own mug Unless there's something He's not telling us Let's play Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Craig is going to play tonight Craig you've got the Luca Modric of Beat the Pundit and Roger Hanna you've got Gordon DL very unpredictable and Charlie Mulgrew who's got 100% 1 out of 1 losing record who would you fancy? Oh, you oh, it's, got, it's got to be DL hasn't it? It's, it's got, got to be DL um, It's got to be me This is what people think Did of you Did you not just hear Gordon 100% lose That's the point people would Mulgrew. rather play you than a guy with 100% losing record that, that says everything you need to know uh, Anyway right I've got the, I've got the mug Let's see what we can do here Whose name is going to come out the hat Oh it's Roger Hanna I'm afraid oh. At least you're getting an education here Charlie oh, Watch this guy Watch eyes Watch eyes Watch this guy at work Watch his guinea's on a rack on the now Right Craig I'm going to give Roger something else to listen to Yep Clyde two in his ear So that he doesn't steal your answers uh, Right Craig 30 seconds on the clock You're head to head with Roger And you can pass Ready to go um, aye, go as, on. as ready as you'll ever be Right, 30 seconds And your time starts Now Who is Celtic's Current longest serving player? James Forrest What nationality Is former Rangers player Michael Moles? Dutch Who's the most northerly team In the Scottish Premiership? Ross County Who was the Scottish Premiership Top scorer Before Odson Edwards Back to back Golden Boots? Uh, Apart from France Name the other Euro 2020 team Starting with the letter F uh, Quick Quick oh, Quick uh, Nah too long can't, can't give you that long Right okay Let's bring Roger Hanna back Roger can you hear us I can Same Just... set of questions to you 30 se- Quite easy I think tonight Gordon oh. Are you agreeing with that <laughs> Doable what are you laughing at? Has he? Right, okay. 30 seconds on the clock, Roger Hanna, and your time starts now. Who is Celtic's current longest serving player? Callum McGregor. What nationality is former Rangers player Michael Moles? Dutch. What's the most northerly team in the Scottish Premiership? Ross County. Who was the Scottish Premiership's top scorer before Odson Edwards' back to back Golden Boots? Pass. Apart from France, name the other Euro 2020 team starting with the letter F. Finland What league are Partick Thistle in For the coming season Championship Ross Draper and Ian Vigers Have both joined Cold Which Rangers. Scottish League 1 Who is the current captain of Wales Gareth Bale Okay Craig He got through more questions than you Is that going to come back to haunt you I know I've got the first oh, one wrong Craig. I was uh, I was slower than A week in the jail there To be fair So right. Do you um, know what though See honestly I, I thought you had a, a a chance because I think all the pressure Charlie McGrew being in here us saying Charlie watch the master I think it got to Roger the Dead. first one that was I expect better from you one yeah, question number Forrest. one it is James Forrest yep. Celtic's longest serving got player uh, Craig mm-hmm. got it which means Craig's essentially two in front two and Roger starts on minus one uh, Michael Moles is Dutch both got it as you were Ross County the most northerly team in the premiership <laughs> to, to be fair It is more northerly Than Trinity I've got that Dundee Did you not used to play For Aberdeen as well <laughs> Right okay <laughs> uh, So still two in it Who was the Premiership's Top scorer Before Odson Edwards Back to back I went Tavernier 
No. Morelos. There we are. He's redeemed you himself. Go. Well done, Charlie. The only yeah, man, the only man involved that got it right. Three out of four so far. Well so done. Is it still two to Craig? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, the only right. other Euro 2020 team starting with the letter F, Gordon. I'd love to see what you put for this. Finland. It is Finland. So Roger pulls one back. Partick Thistle are in the Championship for the coming season. Your level. Ross Draper and Ian Vigers have signed for Cove Roger goes one in front And he makes it two up with a Wales captain Gareth Bale He has come from behind to beat you by two Craig, hard lines uh, I pulled a DL with Finland As soon as you went to Roger it, it came to me uh, The pressure but, uh, Many did he get? Listen Craig, does wrote down Falkirk Many did he get? Craig get three He wouldn't he even have beat Wilson tonight he Never faded, mind any of us faded away Three Tell you what, Charlie McGrew's. You get four, I get four. Roger, mind you get? Seven minus one. He could be the new DL because he swings from thinking that Dundee are the most northerly <laughs> team in the Premiership <laughs> to getting the Alfredo Morelos one. I've not put Dundee, that's a wind up. <laughs> that is not. I'm no joke, I've got it here. I've put Aberdeen. Well, it's even worse. Well, it's not worse, but it's still wrong. Aye. Anyway, well done, Roger Hanna. Your, uh, your impressive run continues. 01419511025. Uh, we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. You're you're uh, we're working you hard this week, by the way. Tomorrow, the Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, myself, and Hugh Evans down at the Fan Zone at Glasgow Green. They've stitched us up there, haven't they? What a gig that is! Two days mm. after Scotland get put out, the place will be as flat as a pancake. You're going to need to tell some of your best oh, yeah, jokes yeah, to, yeah, to, to liven things up. Sure um, but no, but listen, seriously, will be good. Still, loads of prizes to be won in the day. Scotland strips. Signed footballs Just for taking part Callum Gallagher Our colleagues Got a two hour DJ set Before we take to the stage as well So Head to the Euro 2020 Fan Zone website You can book a table At the 12 to 4 slot We're on I think Is it 2 o'clock Half past 2 Something around there Half 2 uh, Completely free to book Spaces are limited So Be quick Let's go back to the phones We'll bring in William on the line How are you feeling last night William? Hello good evening guys How are you doing? Good, uh, the disappointment still with me Uh I'm still. I, I, I mean, after the after the tournament getting there I and mean, where we've came through, I think we're still in a good place. The progressive nature of the squad is great. Uh, to go into the next tournaments, hopefully, uh, to touch on this tournament, I think between the England game and the Crazer game, they're totally different. I think you've got a derby game that up and happen. You you're at them and you're you're in their faces and. Uh, England couldn't cope with it when you've got a, a team like Croatia. It's more technical, uh, more balanced, more possession, more uh, patience build up. And I think we need to learn for that. You know, I think the, I agree with what Gordon said. I think that the in game management at half time should have changed. We should have put another midfielder in there. I think we've got the players to do that. We've got Turnbull there. We've got. We've got Christie there, you know, we've got players that we could have put another midfield in there and we could have maybe controlled the game, you know, but uh, I think all in all the tournament, the tournament was disappointment because I still think we're, we're lacking that wee bit of belief. We've got, we need, we've got the players and we're still playing with a bit of the handbrake on. Uh, I understand where Clark's coming from when, when we're talking about Going step by step, slowly, slowly. But I just think the progressive nature of that squad should have been used better, even though we played 20 players. Uh, I mean, there's lots lots and lots to be positive about. You know, I mean, Gilmore and... I wish Turnbull would have got more game time. Uh, I wish Nisbet would have got more game time. 
Uh, so there's plenty to be positive about. But Let's bring in uh, Charlie on one of those points in particular, William, because when you said that you felt we were playing with the handbrake on sometimes, Charlie was nodding away. Is that something you, you agree with, I take it? Yeah, I just felt last night we could have, we could have maybe took the handbrake off a wee bit and, and pressed further up the pitch and allowed us to get our back line up if we pressed for the front, never gave them time to get their head up aggressively all uh, from the front, everybody up, squeezing the, the spaces between the lines. It would have made it a lot harder for them. And when he says, um, when William said there, play without the handbrake on, then uh, that's that's the way I, I, I see that and that's why I nodded because mm. I, I felt that we could have... The emphasis could have been on us to, to, to put the pressure on them, but they dictated to us, as I've said, and, and that was the that was the most frustrating thing because if if we had um if we'd sat in and kept a clean sheet and it'd been nil nil and we still went out, you could have said as well, it's, it's actually no bad tactics because we've kept a clean sheet and we've maybe missed the chances, but we haven't. We've still conceded three goals mm-hmm. and went out of the tournament without really pressing them high up. What did we do? Wembley specifically that, that we couldn't do last night then Because It's not like Although we people keep saying ah, It was only a nil-nil draw But it's not like we just sat in Spoiled the game Kicked everything We were actually pretty good In, in all departments So what did we do at Wembley That we well, didn't do last night? Well the difference was England played two Two sitting midfielders Whereas last night um, Croatia played one Which allowed two more advanced ones And then and they kept their wide men high Which forced us into a back five Whereas uh, England had uh, Foden and Sterling coming towards the ball Narrow coming towards the ball Which allowed uh, Kieran Tierney and allowed McTominay to get high and get in mm-hmm. But when they stay high it's high, hard for the wing backs When Croatia put their wingers high it's, high it's hard for their wing backs to come up Because the space is in behind them And it's too far for the The midfielders for, to get out The one midfielders to get out and the, the centre halves It's too far for the, the centre halves to stretch out to the full back positions so that pins us in a five, which is clever play for the Croatia, and allowed that five, two fullbacks, three midfielders against our three in midfield, created a five v three in a fifty mm. yard area, which put five v three in half a pitch, or, 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 or the, the five are going to keep the ball off them all day, especially with the quality of yeah. Modric and all that. So I think that they completely dictated to us, whereas England kind of played into our hands, no taking it away for our performance. We were unbelievable at Wembley because then when we did get the ball we took care of it we got the extra pass in we were patient and we were watching it weren't we saying take our time keep it mm-hmm. and we also created chances so we were brilliant at Wembley but that was the difference for me in the game that Croatia must have watched that game and they, and they, and they, they worked out how he kind of pin his back Staying that kind of Wembley game seems to suit us more than playing at Hamden. Yeah, yep. the players we have at the minute aren't suited to actually Forcing the game mm. to, to going and winning a game We said like. that on the way home last night yeah. Rick, Because mm. Gordon's big One of the big points People kept saying I mean It's extra disappointing Because we were at hand And, and I wonder if That was an advantage at all For us I, I It doesn't seem like it, it. Was. Listen I'm not going to make excuses For anybody One of the corners earlier on Mentioned Ryan Jack One of the things that has mm. been mentioned is The loss of Ryan Jack If you go back to Belgrade mm. Who good were Ryan Jack And Callum McGregor together in that sitting midfield role And then it was Gilmore and McGregor at Yeah and then you lose Wembley. Kenny McLean Kenny McLean would have been in the squad Great season for now You don't have him We talk about lack of striking options The two Premier League strikers from England are McBurney and Burke Now they're not everybody's cup of tea But Steve Clark always picked them in the squad They were injured and weren't able to go Then game one You don't have Kieran Tierney Who's arguably your best player mm-hmm. Game two You get Tierney back You get Gilmer on the team Then you lose Gilmer 
And then in the first half last night, you lose Grant Hanley, who for me is probably the most improved Scotland player this season. Arguably you know. our best over the first two games. Yeah, absolutely. So they did have issues to personnel issues. Do you know, th- do you know thing, Roger, that you know, you look at game one was a difficult one, right? But I think the England game was probably our most easiest to, to go and play in because we didn't have to force the game. And Charlie's right. I think last night, because we had this in the back of our minds, if we win, we're going to qualify. We were forcing the game. At Wembley, we didn't have to. We had Gilmore and McGregor sitting in there. When we got the ball, we were comfortable playing it into the middle of the park. We took possession of the game. And I think that suited us down to tee. See, if you look at Steve Clark, especially when he come up to Kilmarnock, the one thing he was always applauded for was... He was his teams were always difficult to beat. Mm. Now it showed at Wembley. He knows how to set that up. He knows how to be difficult to beat at Wembley. But it was a different scenario last night. I, I still and don't, I think, but I think does, does that not it. does that not do the Wembley performance a little bit of a an injustice? Though? No, were, were, were we not were we not better than just hard to beat at Wembley? Yeah, but we. I think it suits us to kind of be the underdog when the emphasis isn't on us. So the emphasis is on England. The pressure's on England. Everybody say England's mm-hmm. going to batter us. And we're kind of sitting in that shape. I know we pressed them at times, but we pressed them at the right times as a team. And then when we won it, England never got the ball straight back. We never just launched it. We kept it. We had players that keep mm-hmm. it, were comfortable on the ball. And that's why we had a high percentage of possession, higher than anybody thought we would have had. So I think it suits us, even the, the Serbia game to qualify. It suited us being away from home. Pressure's on the team that are at home. And I think, it suits his um, mm-hmm. Under Steve I'm, Clark To be the underdog I'm a big fan Of James Forrest I didn't know he was Celtic's longest Seven player And beat the pundit I'll yeah, give you that, you that But fan. I'm a fan Charlie played with him For years at Celtic And the 3-5-2 Or 3-5-1-1 Was sort of designed As we said earlier To get Robertson and Tierney In the team What it doesn't do Is it doesn't help James Forrest Or Ryan Fraser No it and, doesn't And I would like to try I, I like I would have always have James Forrest in the team But I think now Now that we've sorted the defence and I think McTominay, Hanley, and Tierney now look your your pick. If we're looking just in front, is it Gilmer McGregor? Maybe it's Jack and Gilmer McGregor. The problem now is going to be how we get goals. You know, uh, big World um, Cup qualifiers coming up against yeah. Denmark and Austria. Last, both uh, in the last sixteen. Sorry, Roger. I was surprised last night that at one point he didn't go to the back four. Right, I thought Tierney looked like he was really. Struggling, I thought he looked like he'd just given everything, he'd his energy levels down. But I just thought he would have changed it because we weren't getting the Tierney runs up, getting overlapping Robertson because he didn't have it in him. He, the, the boy had left everything. We weren't getting McTominay where we're great in the right hand side doing it as well. That's a, that's a big thing that we've got in the team. I was just surprised at one point of the game, and you're talking about if he goes to a four, it allows him. To get the likes of the forest mm. Or whatever you want Onto the pitch uh, Thank you very much to William You've got to feel sorry for Paul Right Because he's a Scotsman He's from Airdrie But he's currently in England That cannot be a great place to be After the last few days We'll speak to Paul next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Charlie McGrew Roger Hanna Gordon DL Are here We're about to speak to Paul Who is from Airdrie But currently in England, let's hear a bit more from Stevie Clark, who says they need to improve in every department going forward. He accepts they weren't clinical enough, but thinks that could come in time. On hope they'll take what you saw from Croatia tonight was third game experience. They knew how to play the third game in a tournament. They were more ready for it than we were. 
possibly couldn't hit the the levels that we hit on Friday against England. Uh, so lots to learn, lots to learn for everybody, head coach included. At the moment, it's just disappointment without the tournament. We wanted to stay in as long as we could. So disappointed that we've we haven't managed to get out of the group stage. Uh, you, have, you have to give me tonight to get to get over that, and then a few days, and then. We'll all sit, listen, we'll all sit down, we'll take stock of it, we'll look at what performances, I'll look at my performance, I'll look at the performance of the players, and we'll look and see what we can do better in the future. And we'll make sure it's not 23 years before we go to the next tournament. I hope not. Uh, Paul is, like I said, in England at the moment. Paul, it's not a great place to be. I hope you're not getting too much stick. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, at the end of the day, we don't think it's coming home all the time, I suppose. Um, I've got two points just to make. Uh, one's about the substitutions. And the second one is about the future for Scotland, really. Yeah, on you go, um, take it away. Yeah, so um, the, the substitutions, um, I thought Armstrong, um, I don't think Armstrong had a very good half, first half. I did, did hear the panel last night saying that you couldn't do any substitutions at half time. It would be wrong to do so because we just got ourselves back in the game. But I think they should have substituted Armstrong a lot quicker um, uh, and give somebody else uh, a shot in the part in the middle. That it would help out better. Um, and I think this, the, the second point from last night's uh, panel is a striker. We definitely need a striker going forward. We've got the new place a good team, but I just don't think we've got the firepower up front, and I don't know where that's coming from. So that's the first point. The second point do you, is. Paul, do you think Shea Adams could be that guy? Because. It might seem like a bit of a contradiction Because I know he didn't he didn't score in the tournament Which isn't great But it was only three games We certainly look a lot better With him in the team than we did before he arrived Do you think in time could he be the man? I think I think he's definitely going to be One of the players up front for us um, I thought he showed enough in the tournament he, I think he'd uh, Alright he never scored a goal But he scored, a, he scored two, uh, two goals for us already um, In the build up Or whatever it is uh, The games that he's played I think he can be a player, but we need somebody else up there with him um, that can score goals as well. And I don't know where he's coming from, though. That's the problem. Yeah, you're looking for that X factor at the right bit of the pitch. I think we had a bit. Mark Wilson was like the ambassador for Wales last night. He was talking <laughs> Wales up no end. I don't know what got into him. Um, but man for man, is there much difference between the squads? Probably not. But they've got Gareth Bale. Watching Poland earlier on A wee man for man Close to them Possibly We don't have Robert Lewandowski And you know The list kind of goes on Roger Yeah very much so And we'll, You know We'll find it in Previous games Charlie will tell you He's come up against Guys like you know Lewandowski Guys like Bale Who can almost Drag the team On On their own You know to Take the team on their shoulders And go and win games On their own How important was Bale when Wales got to the semi-finals of the last European Championship, that's how vital it is. And we, we never seem to have that one world-class, outstanding, attacking mm. talent. For me, when next season kicks off, not the Scotland game to September, the rest of the World Cup qualifiers all very squeezed together. Big teams, Denmark, Austria, etc. Mm -hmm. I think the attacking positions really are up for grabs because... Charlie mentioned Lee Griffiths He's saying today He could be in the brink Of signing a new Celtic contract For Ange Postecoglou If he starts the season mm. well He'll be back in Imagine how many goals Lauren Shankland will score With Charlie McGrew Putting them on a plate for him Could up, be Double figures by Halloween Oh absolutely McBurney and Burke You know Nisbet's there now He's got five or six caps Adams has got you know, Seven caps I think So it'll be interesting to see And it's a good thing For Steve Clark Because he's now got a few options And he can pick the form guys Not just the same guys Is Adams 
nailed on for that position though. I know he didn't score, but is he is he certainly going to enjoy a run of of caps now? He's done himself no harm. He's he's done well at Wembley, as I said. He held the ball and gives a platform. He was at um, always missing if his game was a goal, mm-hmm. a goal really. So. I think it is up. I think it is up for grabs. As all the positions are, I mean, you just don't know who's going to emerge, who's going to who's going to play well in a season. There's a long time till the till the qualifiers, until there's a lot of games to be played. So you don't know who's who's going to get injured, who's going to be fit, who's going to be available. Griffiths could be flying. He may have seen the Euros and thought, I, I need, a, mm-hmm. I need, I want a bit of that. Hopefully, that's the case. So yeah, it's definitely up for grabs. You, you saw there. I mean, the, the, the Hanley comes in the squad late. Jack Henry comes in the squad late, having not been in the squad for ages. So you just never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. between now and then. And that tournament, I know you've said it's it's influenced a lot of the country and young lads, but also boys that are playing that are Scottish are thinking, hold on a minute, I want a bit of that. And mm-hmm. you just never know who's going to emerge. Kevin Nisbet came this year. Who knows? Hopefully, hopefully, I'm sure Steve Clark will pick the right people for the job, and and we'll get a. I'm hoping they can get a goal scorer and 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 somebody that, that like Bale that does yeah. that for does does that job for Wales and and mm-hmm. Ramsey as well. At the same time, Gordon, if the rest of the team chip in with goals, we're not having mm-hmm. this discussion. You go back to game one. There's one that's is it on a plate for Andy Robertson? Maybe I'm being a little no. bit harsh, but it's it's a very very good chance mm-hmm. if he rolls that into the bottom corner. If John McGinn takes the one last night, which we're all saying is verging on a sitter. If other people chip in Then the conversation Becomes different You, you don't notice yeah, You're, you're but, hoping but, that Your centre backs as well Yeah we, we, we prob- did, we, did, did we carry enough Of a set piece no. Throughout the tournament no. Probably not um, But I guess then That's where your number nine's meant to get you out of hole When, when other people Don't yeah, step up I, I've got to Be honest Gordon Like the rest of the, the People watching the games I'm quite a fan of Adams I think that he showed me Enough that he can be A real top player for us He's not got a lot of caps Man, has he got seven or something? Eight? Yeah, I think so Seven, seven caps seven Right, goals. so he's learning He's learning how to play International football uh, He's still young I think he's got everything In his locker I do I, I was getting off my head Last night Because I do believe that Probably a little bit more caps A little bit more International football He puts that ball In the back of the net Could be in a different story But I see enough in him With his ability He's playing in a top league with Southampton, a very good team, very well coached, that he can go on to be our number one striker, and then we've got options round about, and it's up to other people to make a claim for it. Do you think, Roger, it's important to try and have a little bit of continuity? I know there's a temptation yeah. for people to say that was a really disappointing tournament, we finished bottom, so drop him, 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 and him, call up him, him, and him, ditch the manager while we're at it. If you look through I, said, I think I said it earlier on We were The most inexperienced team At the tournament By caps I'm not saying Of course we're inexperienced At being at major tournaments Because we've not been there But we had the fewest caps Of every single team yeah, And that. And when, when you look at Some of the other teams Who aren't outstanding We've just watched Sweden have been playing today Not, not outstanding teams But they're battle hardened They're experienced At this level yeah, We're not yeah. And how are we going to get that If we keep changing everything They're the street wise in tournaments like this They know how to get Into tournaments like this And how to stay In tournaments like this Into the knockout stages um, I think the squad It's evolved quite quickly Under Steve Clark um, You know I think 11 of the 26 He picked When they went to the final Said that fewer than 10 caps Gordon So I think he's now Going to build round There'll be the odd change You know You would think The likes of Ryan Jack or Kenny McLean Or Ollie McBurney Might come back in as we say, that there's going to be options in the striking areas. Maybe Lee Griffiths and Lon Shanklin will come back in too. But I think he'll work off a core of maybe 
30, 32 players and he'll build up their experience. Nobody's let him down in these finals. Nobody's going to be dramatically axed or anything. I think he's got the ones that he wants to take forward together, give them more experience and, and watch this group develop and see where it can go. So Croatia's average cap scored in 34 um, up against us at 17. You don't need the arithmetic lesson yeah. from me to tell you that's significantly We different. could see last night, Gordon, especially second half for me because that was a team known... That Scotland They were been chapping at the door To get that half time over with Come out Second half Momentum Everything from McGregor's goal And what do they do? Experienced mm. guys come out Calm heads Dominate the game and win it Paul what was your other point? Uh, the, the, other, the other point was basically About the Scotland team Going forward um, And I think it's just been echoed By the, the panel anyway I really do think We've got the nucleus A very good team I don't think we should sack um, Save it um, because I think he's done a good job 23 years and he's got his tip tournament so I think what he's built and what he can build uh, for the future going forward for the World Cup I think we will qualify I just think give the guy a chance and let's carry on with the good work we're doing with the team kind of knew there would be calls one way or another mentioning Stevie Clark Roger is is that fair or is that all a bit knee jerk for, for you I mean we were used to this over the years You know When you fail to get to a tournament yeah. The manager comes into question But now we've got to one We didn't do particularly well Is it, is it, is it knee jerk? Is, it, is that a legitimate debate for you At this, no, at this moment? No it's not a debate at all um, Steve Clark will be in that job For the World Cup campaign He's already started it He, he only came in After the start of the last Euros campaign if you, if you remember So I think he needs to be given time um, you, you mentioned the start Five managers in eight years I don't care if you're at a club or an international team That's not good You do need more continuity um, Strikes me that the players are quite content Charlie will know a lot of the players There doesn't seem to be any sort of cliques within that squad They all seem perfectly happy And that's not easy to attain when you're going to the finals And a lot of the players either are not getting many minutes on the pitch Or are getting no minutes at all on the pitch It's difficult to maintain you know, a good vibe in that squad But he seems to have done it well he seems to be taking the players with him, Gordon, and I think the Steve Clark era has a has a good bit to run yet. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he he deserves time. Um, he's done an unbelievable job. We've, we've said twenty three years before since the last time we were at a tournament. He's done that. He's built a great squad, as Roger said. There, he's um, the lads, all great lads. Everybody gets on well. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely definitely the man. He deserves. To go forward to try and get to more major tournaments And um, here's hoping we can do it uh, Scott says Listening to the show We had a striker score against Holland And he wasn't given a sniff Until 80 plus minutes in both games In Kevin Nisbet Yeah um, Obviously friendlies are completely different Gordon um, I thought that he was brought on a bit late last night He's looking at the clock And it's 85 minutes or something And you're as a striker You think to yourself We're 3-1 down What am I supposed to do here uh, He's one for the future And Roger touched on him as well A lad that we had started at uh, Wraith Rovers Went to Dunfermline Has a great season with Hibs I'm with the boys with Stevie Clark I know he's come down for a lot of criticism I thought he got a lot of things wrong I really do Especially last night But I think Stevie Clark's mm. like the players as well I think he'll learn He's never been an international manager He'll go away and take stock of that. He's not a silly guy. He's quoted as a very, very good coach. The players are behind him. He'll have learned from mistakes that he's made in this tournament. And I think he'll make us stronger. What's best for Nisbet? He's only had one season in the top flight at Hibs. 
Is he better to stay at Hibs for another year, try and score 15, 20 goals and stay in Steve Clark's thoughts? Or does he go, Charlie, you've been down playing in the Championship in England for however many years. Does he go to a Birmingham, you know, who bid for him in January? Does he go to a Millwall and try and establish yourself? I think it's money. I, Charlie will tell you nowadays, Roger, I know that you look at it and say, well, I stay at Hibs and score the goals and are still in the thoughts. You go to Birmingham, you're trebling and probably more your money. It's a short career now. Boys are wanting to make the best they possibly can out of it. And, and they probably, probably still make Scotland squads if he's at Birmingham. That's what I'm going to say. He'll be, he'll be put into that playing in a, in a top league, which the Championship is. And if he can perform down there, because Dyke's played in the Championship with QPR. So if he can play down there and start scoring goals, then he'll get noticed as well. Okay, thank you, Paul. We're going to speak to Ronnie in air next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie McGrew, Roger Hannah, Gordon DL, all in the studio. Let's speak to Ronnie in air. How's it going, Ronnie? Not bad, Gordon. Good evening to you and the rest of the chat. Thank you. Uh, a few things that have been touched on tonight and, and I think the Scottish team actually have a real chance going forward just with the personnel we have co- currently have and coming through but there's a couple of caveats to that uh, I worry that in the past we've had managers who have obviously the main task has been to try and make us hard to beat because we didn't have the talent otherwise now we do and it still slightly concerns me that Steve Clark, who's known as a pretty defensive organised manager, might not let them off that leash that they possibly can be allowed to do. We, we can be good going forward. I think we proved it against uh, almost every team. But I still worry that his main concern is trying to stop other teams play rather than let us play to what our strengths are. And I can come to my other point later. Uh, what do you make of that? Well... You hear club managers going in and Club managers tend to take jobs in times of crisis And the first thing they always do is Try and go in and stop the team conceding goals mm-hmm. They get the, the build from the back They get a goalkeeper, they get centre-halves in And they try and make the team difficult to beat and That was how Scotland qualified They were difficult to beat Israel couldn't beat us, we won in a shootout Serbia couldn't beat us and we won in a shootout And, and that was what Steve Clark did The hardest part now He's built from the goalkeeper Through the defence Through the midfield Everything looks fine You saw that at Wembley On Friday night The hardest part now Is finding An attack That's going to score you Enough goals To win games of football We spoke about the two games At Hamden We don't look like a team That, that can go And really Let the hand break off With any mm. conviction You know Let the hand break off We're going to go and score Three or four goals I don't think anyone sees us As that team at the nah. minute that's the next challenge for Steve Clark. I'm, I'm, I still feel a little bit conflicted on that though, Charlie, because I'd see the point if we were really focused on that to the extent where we were only sitting behind the ball and we're only having a couple of shots at goal. But as we've spent the rest of the show talking about, we actually did have loads of attacks, so they seem to contradict themselves a little That's bit. That's what I mean. With loads and with loads of really good chances, it felt like. Um, I didn't even I didn't even think we would have had that amount of chances, but we did. So we've proved that we can create the chances. We just didn't we just didn't take them. So um maybe we can if we were a bit more higher pressing up the pitch, we would create even more chances and And maybe we need that because we're not clinical. Yes, exactly. Exactly that. So maybe maybe we should maybe we should be on the front foot a bit more and in an old front foot gets mentioned and it's like a kind of cliche comment, but if we can get 
pressing more aggressively everybody together as a I, team. I, I think we've got to get a balance because Roger was saying there about England and Steve Clark came in and said right we'll build their spine the goalkeeper remember we played two games at Hamden and we've lost five goals so there's still plenty of work to do but yeah if this is a team that's obsessed with being hard to beat yeah. then we're <laughs> not right, doing it very well right, yeah but what I've got to say in defence of Steve Clark is you look at the attacking players you did on the pitch last night you know, you'd you'd midfield players. Uh, McGregor, for instance, he never says to McGregor sit just in front of back three. McGregor got his goal because he was eighteen, nineteen yards out. He was on he was on their box. You had uh, McGinn going forward. You had Armstrong going forward. You had two wing backs, and he played two strikers. So he wasn't negative. Mm-hmm. We just didn't. We weren't good enough on the night. Is, is it not Ronnie that we we need to be? Better we, we need to have more quality We need to find someone In front of goal Who's got that bit of X factor Because a team who's obsessed With being hard to beat Doesn't generally Have 42 attempts at goal Over three games does it? No absolutely not And you've, you've absolutely got The number one point We need to find Scottish trees That grow Strikers that can put the ball In the net And if we can't We'll probably have to Import trees from abroad But My, my other point really was The long ball to Dykes Scotland just have to stop playing that way. No successful team goes with a big guy up front uh, who, who basically can head a ball, but the knockdowns generally don't go anywhere. He can't really hold it up. And I don't know if there's a successful team with a big guy like that who can pl- who plays that way. I just think against England, we look good with the ball on the deck. We played it long down again to Dykes and nothing came of it. Nothing has really come of it during the whole tournament. And I don't want to disrespect, he's still a young lad, he might he might get better, but I just think that way of playing has to change for Scotland. Yeah, I mean, I know Graham Souness was very critical of that, Roger. I don't think we did it all the time, and we looked all right at the no. times we didn't, but clearly for a lot of people we're doing it too often. Yeah, listen, Ronnie's talking about important strikers. We've imported one from Coventry and one from the Gold Coast of Australia, so we've yeah. already started that. Um, the hope is that Lyndon Dykes is going to get better. The hope is that he'll learn I was actually quite encouraged By some of the post-match interviews I heard Callum McGregor John McGinn on television They weren't saying Oh it was great to be here They were saying We need to learn from this Because we want to get back to this stage We want to go to the World Cup in Qatar next year We want to go to the next Euros in Germany We want this to be this, you know, the beginning of the story Not the end of the story So I think the players realise It's a very big learning curve this tournament The players realise they need to gain experience, they need the know-how to be able to compete with a Luka Modric, a Patrick Sheik, a Harry Kane on a regular mm-hmm. basis. We know we can do it on a one-off basis, you saw it at Wembley on Friday night, but we need to be able to learn how to do it on a regular basis, and that learning curve involves Lyndon Dykes getting better. What does that look like then, Charlie? Because some people would say that when we brought Lyndon Dykes into the team and he gave us a presence and we started going up to him, that's when we qualified for tournament. You know, it was... It was it was kind of working, but now we're apparently doing it too often. So how how do you what's the right balance? The balance is 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 basically finding the right times, and I suppose that's that's the job of the manager. He, he tells mm-hmm. the right times to clip the ball into striker to play, and we got it right at Wembley. We got it spot on at Wembley, and as Roger says we need to get it more consistent basis because we the times we did go up to the striker, it was the right times. Um, nine times out of ten, they held it in, they flicked it on, the two of them worked perfectly together, but. It won't always work like that. There needs to be the right time when the press is high and there's a there's a bit of pressure and the space is in the forward areas. Then there's nothing wrong with a pass in towards a striker. It's I've, not a launch ball up in the air. It's a 
it's a pass. It's it's it's, it's the, the quickest way to go. But the problem comes when when the space is there to play and we're just launching it um blindly up to him and he's get he's get especially if he's up here he's cell, he's, he's having to create miracles and take it down. Sometimes that's too much him, Charlie. And uh, and the problem is when you get any tournament scoring, you usually go up against the best teams and the best players. So they're not the best players for nothing. They'll see that first ball. They'll see Dykes flicking it on. The next couple that comes up, if Scotland keep doing it, it's like Charlie's played at the back. You drop off, you give yourself the space, you give yourself time to get on the ball and pick up the second one. I think that, you know, it's it's a, a threat for us to use at times. But I would, as I say, down at Wembley, we used it occasionally, but when we got Gilmore, we got McGregor, we got McGinn on the ball, we were getting it, we were passing it, we were keeping it, I thought we looked a far better team. And the reason mm. I said I would take Dykes off, off last night was, I think we'd have stopped us hitting that, we'd have tried to play football. Because it's not like a, Adam's actually a pretty good link-up really, player, isn't I he? I think Adam's as good as going about. I think he can play with his, his back to the goal, no problem. But it saves you hitting that, just that mm. big silly ball up and giving the, the, the possession away. Ronnie, great to hear from you. Hopefully we will catch up soon. Let's bring in Andy on the line. Andy, what are your thoughts? How are you doing, guys? All right. I, I mean, last night before the game, I, I was really pumped up for that. Really pumped up for that game. Then, obviously, depletion after it. I've been kind of suffering all day. But I just, I can't agree. I mean, I really thought that first chance that she had, I think Ms. Gordon said that that should have been a header. He, he started just went full 100% for his head, you know what I mean? Uh, and that, that could have changed, well, it would have changed the game, you know what I mean? And we go one up, but. I and I also the other thing is I thought we were two one doing we said I managed to go. I was disappointed, I was shouting, you no, know, get past on, get turbo on, get you no, know, get give the boys half an hour. Because we'll get we've nothing to lose in, you know what I mean? I was a wee bit disappointed in that way, but I think everybody's kinda of the same kind of thing. I think the squad will go to now. The more games we play, we're only gonna get better. I really do. I really think we've got a really good class of young boys and you no know, Veterans as well It's going to take us Really far Did the next few World Cup qualifiers Become even more important Now Roger? Yeah Absolutely they do And it won't be easy You've seen the Danes Getting through to the last 16 You've seen the Austrians Getting through to the last 16 mm-hmm. They're not bad teams um, We dropped a couple of points At home to Austria already Rescued a point In that overhead kick From John McGinn So We might have to go To Vienna and win We might have to go To Copenhagen And get something as well um, the performance at Wembley will encourage us that we can do that um, and I, I don't think it's a time to panic I think it's a time to yes, emotions are raw today but I think we need to trust in Steve Clark and trust in this squad of players that they can get better and they will take us back to another final Charlie, having been and I'm just going to like bring the mood right down and, and remind you of the, the yeah. tough times having gone through all those campaigns where it doesn't work out and you don't yeah. get there how much easier will it be for this group of players to, to go again? Because you're you're now not burdened by that. Oh, you know, will we ever get there? Definitely, but but what comes with that is pressure now and an expectation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I mean, it gets the it gets the kind of monkey off the the back, and we've been to a major tournament now. But now the expectation starts, and and everybody now the young people you're speaking about that inspired will be expecting for Scotland now. So, um, that brings a pressure. It'll be difficult, um, but it's 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 one that will benefit from the experience. A lot of players that have got a lot of caps in that squad will take a lot of heart for the fact that they were the, they were involved in the squad that got to a major tournament, and they'll take a lot of confidence. But as I said, they'll need to deal with the pressure now that comes with that, and 
that starts coming mm. up in um, September. Yeah, because Gordon, we might be feeling a bit down about it. Mm. You're feeling, you know, the fans on the phone. There's a lot of negativity, which is understandable. But those players probably won't be seeing it that way. They'll and as Charlie says, guys who are on the outskirts of the squad, players who are coming through, they'll just be chomping at the bit to go again and, and make it happen again. Well, they get a taste for it, Gordon and Charlie. I'll tell you, when you play football and you're successful, like getting to say finals or whatever it may be, and Charlie's won leagues. You get a taste for that success And I think the players will be looking at that The good thing is I, I like Steve Clark come out and say Look, we've a bit to learn I totally agree with it And he even admitted it as a coach If we can go and learn from this mm-hmm. If we can go and take positives If we can go and start moving forward Then we're in a good place I just think the country After after what happened on Friday We're on such a high all weekend and then we just flat as a pancake. Absolutely. Thank you to Andy and Finiston. Pozog says, I don't know why Forrest never got on. As Craig Brown said on the show, give them something to think about and not just us worrying about the opposition. Right, Roger, this is your last chance to, to round it off. Sum it all up for us. No pressure. Sum it up, Gordon, we got there. And it was great to get there. And from that night with David Marshall's penalty save, Ryan Christie's tears in Belgrade, it has united the nation behind the national team there is disappointment, but I think also there must be renewed belief that we can get to Qatar. Gordon. We can get back to the Euros. Going along with that? Yeah, yeah, I think we've got. You didn't good... listen to a word he said there, did you? No, I'd switched off. You Gordon, had that vacant you, you look in your face. You totally stitched me I up. I can there. just see it. You just looked <laughs> but, at me as but, if what's going yeah, on here. But whatever Hannah says, I'm with it. So there you go. Here, here. Uh, and Charlie, <laughs> before we let you go, how's life at Dundee United? It's going well. I um, starting to feel it in the legs. First few days pre season, so. Um, Aye, it's, it's difficult How many pre-seasons is this? A few this is number 19 Not getting any easier? Nah, never gets easier If it, if it gets If you feel fit You just need to run quicker Or you get put in the higher group So um, Feeling it in my legs now The adrenaline's wore off And it's now Painful every day Every step <laughs> For another couple of weeks But you get the benefits from it when the season starts. You're looking forward to it though. You just mentioned, you know, expectation that comes in the Scotland squad. I guess for a, we can call you a veteran now. I'm sure you wouldn't be offended at that. That it now becomes about proving to yourself and everybody else that you're still wanting to do it at that level. Definitely, the hunger's still there. The excitement for the season's still there. And as long as that's still there, then I'm going to I'm going to keep playing. So I'm really excited for this season. Mm. Um, I'm. I'm um, Encouraged by the squad By the fit, fit young lads By the, the, the talented young lads With experience A wee bit of experience We've got as well So yeah I'm really excited For the season um, I've really got A, a real hunger to, to play this year And I'm hopefully Can be successful Won't be long Roger It's, it's Attention turns now And yeah. really In the next two, couple of days Two weeks on Friday The Jeez. big win Live in the TV Charlie's debut Second time round away At Kelty Hearts In the Premier Sports Cup And listen He didn't even man. know that That's <laughs> the look of a guy Who didn't know that Well I did I did, I did, I did. It's an emotional <laughs> his, his new manager Tom Court's an emotional return To New Dundas Park But I was going to say We're watching well, if we can move back to the proper football France and Portugal about to start Charlie's got years to go yet We're just mm. watching Pepe coming out in the Portuguese team 38 years of age You should have got a longer deal on there Charlie oh, He doesn't need that Once he finishes a wee shampoo advert He's happy <laughs> I'm just watching on the other channel Scotland squad packing up their things and, and heading home Listen, what a couple of weeks it's been it, It's been brilliant It's been a brilliant experience for us And thank you for playing such a part in that It didn't end the way we wanted to We hope there's more to come But we won't forget it in a hurry. It's been 23 years since the national team gave us a summer like this. 
So hopefully you managed to find some enjoyment from it And hopefully we can learn and go again Big thanks to Scotland for kicking me out again That just means I'm back on my holidays And Andrew McLean will take back over tomorrow night It'll be him and Mark Wilson back down to the one hour show As attention turns towards the start of the domestic season So thanks for making my summer a little bit different Thank you to you three for joining us tonight Callum Gallagher is up next